Welcome back to Super Juicy Recap. It's your host, Chris, here with D-Palm. And we are here to review the last season of The Flash, a season nine, episode eight, Partners in Time. A seamlessly simple mold inspection of Star Labs leads to an unexpected time, uh, unexpected time anomalies. Cheshire admits a secret to Allegro, which makes things awkward between the two. Keon meets an old with an old friend of Team Flash. Actually, we didn't even see that shit. They kind of just did it off screen, but uh, okay. Well, I appreciate them making that choice. Uh, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's, hey, we don't want to see that shit. Um, when she came back, I was like, I, we just want to be friends. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't have to watch that? Perfect. <laughs> we could, you mean, well, so the, the bottom of that was, me is like, so could the whole Mark and Keon thing have just been off screen? Because, oh, don't, you know. Don't use your logic. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't. You know I will what? say, you know. I know I'm a real easy fucking Mark. I love this episode. It, you know what? Honestly, compared to the last two, I oh, did too. I'm so good. I was like, this is great. Well, because it gave us the things that the other two episodes were trying to do with Iris and 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 Barry. <clears throat> one it centered. Well, uh, let's say the first one it centered Iris and Barry. So that's the man. First thing, wasn't right? that a big help? Right? Wasn't that a big help? We got to see the Flash use his powers and not put him in the Flash suits, but you understand what was going on. Um, but like to me, it did the whole thing of handling what. And again, this is why I don't want to see it again. But like handling Iris's uh, fear of change was happening and kind of knowing the future barry kind of trying to rush ahead and things like that like it, it took care of that in one simple episode right and i'm like guys this is what you this is this is how you do that storyline in a shortened season so you're right i'm with you i you know not gonna say it's my favorite episode of the season but compared to, comparatively to the last two that really soured me i'm like this is what we needed you probably could have condensed the last two episodes done something like this and handled what we needed to handle because not only are you dealing with Iris and Barry, but then you're also setting up the future of what, what's going to happen with Star, Star Labs and the, and the Flash Museum. It feels like progress. It feels like something that fit into the timeline of what we were trying to overall do with this season, and it made sense, right? And so that, uh, yeah. And again, here's the thing. Didn't spend a lot of money because you had two sets. Yeah. Right? It's, it was it was a great time saver, great money saver. I love, like you said, using the already established things in the universe to tell the same story. So when when we see the opening, I was like, "Oh shit, Chronos," which I thought was cool. I was like, "Chronos is cool." It reminded me of that um, the two part at the end of season one of Justice League Limited, the Once and Future thing mm-hmm. where they do all the time traveling, and Chronos is the big bad there. And then having it be Lady Chronos and giving you all like. If you're paying attention, they kind of lampshade who the bad guy is the entire time. Mm-hmm. She didn't know what a breaker box is. And I love the fact that they had them remember that in the episode. But it was just, for me, it was just like you said. They had the idea of what they wanted to do from the previous episodes. And this is like the best version of that execution. It right. says, hey, the stuff that you're worried about also is, it can come back to bite you as well. Like her knowing the last time it was inspected. Mm-hmm. Like, the future could also be a worry. And so I liked that it was, it was, it was very much, I don't know. It felt fan service in that like, he's not in the suit, but he's in like a Star Trek version of the suit. And like, I don't know. I, I for some reason, this one just hit for me a lot better. I loved the, even the Chuck and Allegra thing, at least like, it felt like they weren't shredding water. I'm like, well, they won't, they were past that. Now it's the, Hey, you know, Except- I love you is a big step for a lot of people. And apparently for Chuck too. And the thing is, We've seen enough of Chunk's backstory to know why that would be. We've and and Allegra's, yeah. And Allegra's as well, 100%. When she said it to um, Cecile, the people I love tend to die. 
that's something you can't get away with unless you've earned that moment and earned that line. And they've done a very good job, particularly with Allegra, of showing and not telling why not only she'd be reluctant to get close to Chuck, but also why she's reluctant to be known as a super, a, a metahuman or superhero because it costs her her cousin. You, you know what it is? And I think you kind of nailed it right there. It's the reason why this episode works when the other two didn't is, and especially in a shortened season, this episode felt like progress. It felt like it was building on things that we already know about the characters that we've not just already known from this season, but we've seen how they've grown. And it felt like the next step of progressing their character character lines. It cut out the people that we don't care about, Keon, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, just be just be real, right? Cut that out. We progressed the the the, the storyline with with Iris and and Barry to the point of dealing with the things they want. Like it makes sense that Barry would be the overprotective father and worrying about mold, right? Mm. Right. It makes sense, <laughs> right? Really it it just that would do. And also, but then it also again goes back to the thing we've always said that. Star Labs is really operating as a nuclear power facility and nobody checks on it, right? Every time they do the, and I understand why they do it, but every time they do that old shot, I'm like, you still have pieces of it that seem like they're crumbling. I don't even know how they pass the inspection. Cause I'm like, it's not a whole, <laughs> you still got the hole in the, it's a hole in the roof on the particle accelerator. What are we doing here right now? Right? So it makes sense to kind of go back and be we're like, doing the Yo. best we can, Chris. Right. God damn. It, and it makes sense. And they were like, yeah. So the reason why we all showed up is, when you asked for the mold inspection, it re- made us realize that for the last nine years, you haven't been been checked. And we've seen this thing. We, we make these comments all the time of the season. So even that felt like a, a progress. How do you get from this to turning into the Flask Museum? Well, somebody needs to get it back onto the fucking grid. Somebody needs to get, be inspecting it and following. Because, again, it's the whole thing of, like, what do you do here, right? So even asking those questions are things that were like, hey, actually, no, that's actually – that doesn't feel like a step backward. That actually – Makes sense because, like, what? Why do you call it the speed lab, right? Yeah. Why? <laughs> remember when? And it also gives you a, this good Natalia thing of, hey, remember you see the pipeline as a illegal uh, jail? <laughs> Fun times, guys. Fun times, right? It's that kind of stuff. So it made sense that we would be there. It made sense that it would be Barry and Iris there, uh, and they handle that and go forth from there. Um, like you said, the. The, the Chester and Allegra thing made sense. You know, it's felt like we finally got past this. But again, even even because to me, the audience is still she goes when when Allegra says Chester said he loved me. It's like, oh, about time, basically. Because that's how we feel. It's like, motherfucker, we know y'all both love each other. What the fuck are we doing here? So even that conversation didn't feel like a step back. It felt like progress because it's like. Right. Yo, we all feel the same fucking way. Of course he fucking loves him. And you love him We're too. Like, Thank you, Cecile. Right. And you love him too. So what's the real problem? And so when Allegra says what the problem is, you're like, uh, okay, that makes sense. However, right, and then Cecile using her background and saying, Well, remember, I had, you know, I, I was formerly, you know, had a because remember, Cecile has a whole ass fucking daughter. <laughs> You Very. gotta forget about right. You gotta forget she has a whole not, ass the, not the miracle six year old people. Right, Paul, stay with us. Your daughter previously, right? A previous daughter. I don't want to get right? used to listen. Exactly. It's just like she has a whole ass like another person there. Right. It's so it made sense for her to 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 build in her relationship and things like that. Remind you of these things. And again, it feels like progress. Right. And I think that is the big thing that changed it for me for this episode from the last two. We weren't treading water. And, and, and here's the thing. I'm not even going to say we weren't treading water. This was a, it kind of feels a little bit like a filler episode 
but it filled it with things that we care about. It filled it with things that we've seen before and didn't introduce like, you know, bring in dreamer where we like, and, and make a, and have a story, arc, fucking nowhere. A, a, right. A story arc to progress dreamers fucking storyline that we don't give a shit about. Sorry. Sorry to dreamer fans, but we don't give a fuck about the dreamer storyline. I'm not sorry. Fans. Dreamer fans fight me. Right. I just, so yeah. So yeah, I, I think that's, that's what, Again, it, again, not one of those like, oh, knocked it out of the park, things like that, but definitely made me feel better from the last two that we've been in. I'm like, I'm a little bit worried over the last two. Now, I did see the preview for the next episode. Now I'm like, finally getting something that I want to see, right? But like this, I can deal with. I can I can live with yeah. this and go with this Um, and see what we're doing. Again, still trying to figure out how they're going to land the plane because you only got now four episodes left, but I'll deal with it. I'll take it. I'll take it. So, um, oh, me too. Like for me, I think that the limited time left is going to. I think you're right. And one thing is that, like, hey, like, there's not much time left. <laughs> but also, like, it's going to be. I think four is fine. I haven't seen the preview for the next episode, but I think that if you want to do a kick-ass, this is about the room you need to have to use to tell a kick-ass reverse flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, I it's just one of those things of, you know, it is what it is at this point too. So <laughs> you do the best you can, and um, yeah. So, but um, yeah. I don't know. I I I I. We'll see where they go from next. Let me see who's who's directing the next episode. Well, you know they're gonna close out with some bangers. You know they are. Well, well, actually. <laughs> Danielle Panabaker is directing the next one. She's directed good at one. Let's see something. Yeah, she's directed some good ones. I think she's actually directed 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 good episodes. Yeah, she has. She's directed. She directed a good episode. And next week should be a really good. Next week should be. I have high hopes for next uh, next week's episode. Oh, I'm back in on Danielle. She's from Georgia. She's good with me. (laughs) She's good with the. I I honestly had no idea. So she's got one episode under her belt as a director. Give me one second here. Oh, five episodes. Excuse me. Let's see what five. Yeah, she's done a couple. She's done a few. She did a Godspeed episode, the first one of the Godspeed episodes in season five. She's had an episode for the last five seasons. Yeah. There's another thing you and I talked about about the CW is they take these young actors and they expand their skill their skill sets. Yeah. Because I can imagine if you're Danielle Panabaker and you've done four seasons of The Flash at that point, you're like, hey, I've got opportunities. People like Cisco are leaving. Like people are leaving for other opportunities. You then increase profile. If you say to them, hey, we're going to teach you how to be a director, that would make you want more liable to stay. It's the same thing with the Affleck, Affleck writing Batman. Mm-hmm. And the second they took it away, he's like, well, I'm gone. Then fuck you. I'm not here to do that. Yeah, it's it's uh, this is be a fifth episode directing anything ever. And they've all been Flash episodes, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, she's done some pretty good ones. So, um, yeah, so we'll see what happens next week and things like that. But, yeah, I like I said, it's. So I'll have to wrap up here, um, and we'll see what they do. But um, yeah, definitely at least back on track. I heard a speed whoosh at least three times this episode. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's the, like it's the little things, man. It's the. And I it's hate bagging on the episodes I don't like. I really do. But hey, man, there was I shouldn't know anything about Dreamer. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of the things where like people talk about the Kardashians around me. I'm like, I'm sad that all the information I have about them I was given to against my will. 
And I feel like everything I know about Dreamer, I didn't ask, none of it I asked for. Not a not a fucking iota of it. But I know it. I can't unknow it. And so, yes, this is good. This is, I don't know if it's a lowered bar from last week or what it is, but I am an easy fucking hey. mark. I walked out being like, can't wait to talk about this episode. We're going to have fun. Hey, hey listen, great, listen, great, listen, great, listen. Great podcast. Listen, listen, listen. As long as you remember that the show is called The Flash and you give me a, an episode centered on Barry and Iris, I'll, t- I, you know what? Maybe the bar is low right now. But at least it's moving in the right direction because I'm, I'm going to say. So just sitting on people who the fuck I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Just. You know what I'm saying? Keep, like, keep, I don't. Mm, and and, and, hey, like, and, not, and, not, and nothing. And nothing new niggas with the same face. Like, Keon, like, yeah, no, never do off screen. Ever, <laughs> ever do off screen. I ever do it off screen. Like, I, the whole thing of like, oh, yeah, you know, my, my mom, my not my mom just wants to be friends. Good. Good. Good for you. Right. Also, and, and then throwing the little things like, I could have told you there's no mold in here. Huh, yeah, so nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna, everybody's still focused on ice powers, which also reminds me that, remember we talked about this last time, right? That the last I, I episode ended, the last episode ended with mm-hmm. her freezing everything at the table. So we're not gonna talk about that? Hey, you know what? You know what, though? I'm glad we didn't. Actually, I'm glad we didn't. But at the same time, I'm going like, so why we even do that shit? No, I said it then at the table. I said they're going to assume it's ice powers, and they don't realize that she was talking to plants before. Like, this is the shit that, like, you and I get, would, like, on a lesser show, we wouldn't accept. Right. I'm just like, oh, fuck it. Because we knew that it was going to, they were going to make it pay off, and they paid it off almost immediately. Like, she's like, I could have told you that. And no one's asking any questions. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, um, so, uh, what else we got to talk about? Oh, um, so, gotta ask. What you think of the Blue Beetle trailer? Is it a safe place? It's a safe place, man. You promise? Yeah, I promise. They might got a winner on their fucking hands. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm. It's one of those things. I'm like, <laughs> hey, hey, man, hey, hey, hey. Let me see. You you're just gonna first you brighten the colors. You, you <laughs> give it almost like a a young Peter Parker Spider Man feel. <clears throat> I, I might actually. Chris, are we sure it's DC? Are we sure? Are we sure? All these niggas really did was say, you know, Marvel hasn't done anything with kids yet. <laughs> the same thing you, for the record, the same thing you and I have been screaming right. for legitimately like three years. Like, if you go back in the archives, I do not know on which show I said it, but I said, here's how you do DC Universe. You start with the big logos from the big three, and then you have a lightning bolt go across them, and it's spray painted with Teen Titans. So they couldn't make it, but you know us, and then you do a fucking bright, Flashy trailer. God damn it. Like, they did it. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I want to make that very clear. I'm not upset because they actually fucking did it. They did the thing I wanted to do. And far be it for me to be like, you did it too late. I'm not that guy. However, this has been there for a fucking minute. They got Zolo from fucking uh, 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 Cobra Kai, who's mm-hmm. a fan, who's a good actor. Like, he, I watched him in those seasons become a better actor. And. For them to identify that and say, hey, we can use that. We can use that energy. We can use that. Even the recognition of that role and say, let's do something big with it. I, I, I am nervous yeah. because I'm excited. Oh, That's I why know. I'm nervous. I know. It, it's one of the, even, even the end where they're like, Batman's a fascist. <laughs> like, I literally. So, the end where they show you Ted Cord and fucking Dan Garrett's costume. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, they built, so, they, so now it's literally my pitch for the Teen Titans uh, movie. Because they're... I, they're identifying and relating to, to legacy without leaning on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how intertwined. I know I think he's working at Cord in the trailer, and they're clearly flying the bug at one point. 
But like, they don't need to have Ted show up and like be the mentor because he's got the family dynamic behind him. I, right. This is what Shazam should have been. Exactly. Like, again, this is, and yeah, I'm, again, I, I, I hold back and say excited, but to me, like, I'm with you. This is where, we, and and you're right. To me, it's like this is huge market for Teen Titans because it doesn't seem like Marvel's going after that because they're using Disney Plus and things like that for those things. So there's a huge market to do things like the Teen Titans and things like that where you can bring in that younger generation, but still, you know, uh, bring in the younger generation, but still hold the older generation as well. That's what Star well, it's Wars also, does. It's also wanted. like a huge benefit for them that their their sidekicks are so intricately tied to the big icons. Mm-hmm. So for Marvel, like you couldn't just have a kid Cap, kid Iron Man, kid Thor show up. You have to kind of give backstory to that. With them, you motherfucker, you know, you know the Flash, throw a kid in front of it. You know Batman, nigga, you know Robin. Wonder Woman, Wonder Girl, let's party. And then like so, there's such a, a slow, there's such a low bar for recognition for Teen Titans mm-hmm. that I think maybe they were right in doing. Blue Beetle first because it's going to get people used to this. I don't. I honestly don't know. I hope it works out. I'm cheering for them. I will go I, see it as of today. I um. They they have a, the opportunity to lose me. Yeah. But right now they've got. I mean, to me, it's just it, it just feels so much different than a normal DC trailer. It's mm-hmm. bright. It looks fun. It had you know you know it had jokes in it. I know you know DC hardcore fans don't want don't want jokes in this. You know, hey, Chris, Chris, nope. this is not about laughter, sir. You no, know, you know, no laughter, no jokes, right? It was funny, and I'm looking at it going like, hey, you know what? Okay. Okay, James Gunn. All right. Let's, let's go. This is, this is where we're going. This is the direction we're going. I'm here for it, right? So we'll see. As, as always, as always, WB has plenty of chances between now and then to lose me. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to make that very clear. The way I want to be, honest, like full disclosure, I would love to be over the moon about this. Right. It again. I can't be because of experience. Right. But I would love to change but that. I'd love to change that. But I'd love to change that. Right? I'd love mm-hmm. to be different. I'd love to be able to come in and be like, oh, I can breathe again. Right? We're just gonna go out and have fun. Yeah. Let's it's go fun. party. Let's go make a good movie and party because right. it's there and it's there to be made. Um, I want to ask you about something else we saw this week. Did you catch any of the Star Wars news? Oh, oh buddy, did I. <laughs> oh, buddy, did I. We will be uh we I, I'm I gotta catch. Yeah, no, no, I've, I decided. So we're doing. We're definitely doing uh, Agent of Shield on Super Tuesday recap. But uh, we might have to go back and, and do starting with Mandalorian season two. Uh, put that onto the premium, and so I can catch up because we've never really talked about that stuff. So it, it's it's. It, I'm looking at it going like it's time. I gotta. All right. I, cool. While we're doing um, uh, Agents of Shield, I may steal uh, some spots on this feed and just do like a Rebels season by season recap with Susan. Mm-hmm. No, we should. Because I mean, because for Ahsoka guys, go watch Rebels. Yeah, like I Harrison Duel being played by Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who happens to be Ewan McGregor's wife, is hilarious mm-hmm. and awesome. Because Harrison Duel is hands down the best pilot they've ever shown us in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Sabine Wren, you think you like Mandalorians? You're gonna love Sabine, particularly the first time she flares up Ezra's lightsaber because in the end of Rebels, she he left the lightsaber with her. He also trained her with the dark saber, so she knows how to fucking use it. Who else was in there? Uh, uh, Chopper, like 
I love Rebels so much. And they showed us Thrawn, which is bad. Mickelson. Mm-hmm. They showed us a, a hologram of Ezra. Like, yes, 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 yes. And it's... then they announced that they're going to be going back to the uh, to the um, old Republic era. And they're telling us the story of the first Jedi in a movie. Yeah. And they're giving Dave Fioni a film. That's what I'm going to say. They're giving him a film. It was like they've decided which. Yeah. So you got that. Uh, uh, the dude who did Logan uh, Mangold mm-hmm. is getting a film too. Yep. Uh, they're actually going to go back into uh, future Star Wars with, with, with Ray and, and doing stuff with Ray. So, like, I'm here. Uh, for and everyone it. who's mad about um, our boy not getting his shine, Finn, I guarantee he's a teacher at the temple in the 15 year gap. Mm hmm. I guarantee fucking tease helping run that temple. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very excited. So now it's time for me to, you know, catch up on everything. Yeah, bro, you need to. Well, because um, well, it's, it's, it's not just the rebel stuff, but like even the stuff they do in the comics. I've been telling folks, it's like, yo, mm-hmm. they, you know, they've been quietly building up a pretty good like base again. And for everyone who's worried about the extended universe, kind of being you know being blown up it's like they've built that universe they b- you should be happy it's gone now. yeah you look come back you'll be happy it's gone because they dude they, in the in the trailer for ahsoka on the shot with ron they say air to an empire which mm-hmm. is the title of the first book he was in right. so they're at least giving you the nod the hat tips well, the things you guys are asking well, for and I, I, it's I, being delivered and i think that's the thing that people didn't realize when they said they were they were blown they were basically not saying they were going to get rid of it all they wanted to consolidate and have some kind of structure to it all. Because before, there was no structure, right? You had to, oh, well, read this set of books because this is the canon for this, and the, this is non-canon over here. This, what they decided to do was like, no, it's all non-canon, but we're going to take pieces of those things that are recognizable, and then we're going to spread them out through. Because here's another thing, too, we've got to remember, um, <clears throat> they just released that final trailer for uh, uh, Jedi Survivor, and uh, i got to make so, sure. So, nigga, that was my next I, point. i, I got I to make sure that I go ahead and pre-order that shit and take my time off because... Uh, a nigga yeah, ain't going to be it. around for the 28th, so... Uh. <laughs> so there's a there's an interview going around with the lead developer, Jeff Majors. Jeff Majors is my little brother's best... One of my best friends... Little brother's best friends in high school. So I've been DMing with Jeff and telling him, like, congratulations on the, on the... I'm so glad you guys are done with it. I'm so excited to play the game. He's like, you're not ready. He said you're not ready. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. I was, like, I was trying to be nice, maybe get a code, but he just said I'm not ready. I was like, fuck. <laughs> and reading the interviews, apparently it's going to tie a lot to the old Republic era. That's right. Aren't they I to... have not gotten deep into as far as the books and whatnot, but Susan is listening to the novels on audiobooks right now. Like when she goes to work, aren't they? And she to... said I wasn't ready. Aren't they supposed which to be makes doing me super nervous? Aren't they supposed to be doing a a, a remake or a, re, a, a rethink for Knights of the Old Republic? It got it got put on hold. It got put back burner because okay. of some. I think there was like either tech or like or some something something happened that made it slow it down. Okay, because I'm like so the first two games we're not getting them as soon as we thought we were, okay. but they're clearly tying. Like if you look, so yes, if if I would say this new Jedi Survivor, I forget what the title is right now. It's gonna be something serious, man. I'm very excited. For yeah, it. I, it's it's one of those things. Again, I just said this about you know my 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 getting back into the, to reading the comics because you know uh, Hickman coming back to Marvel, so it's time for me to spin back up. It's time for me to get back into Star Wars. I I'm starting yeah. to yeah. I, it's time for me to get time for me to spin everything back up and start uh, stretching on my legs and and watching. But yeah, <laughs> we, nigga, Dude, we back. It feels like they're going full Jedi woo woo bullshit, which mm-hmm. I never thought they really would. Mm-hmm. Like, there's stuff that happens in the cartoons. You're like, oh, they'll never show that in the film. And then, like, I'm watching Mando these last couple weeks. I'm like, well, 
Shit. It, it's one of those things you start realizing. It's like, oh wait, again, it, it's kind of like Star Star Wars too. It's like, wait, there's a lot of lore here that we could do something with. And if we ever got a, like people talk about Marvel and DC and things like that, I'm like, guys, they have Star Wars. Do you understand but, what you could so do with Star is, Wars with Marvel and DC in the comics? They're doing kind of loose adaptations, or translating things to film. Right. The thing that makes this so much more interesting to me is that for Star Wars, the Star Wars. film or the tent poles. Yes. And they fill in in between everything else. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that's so great about it. It's like you're actually getting <laughs> new can because like, and it's so fluid, right? And I think this is where everybody, yes. like, this is where Marvel and DC can both learn. It's like, wait, that thing I read in the comics just popped up in the Mandalorian, which just popped up in the video game, which just popped up yeah. into the movie. What the fuck is going on here? Like, exactly. that is the thing that's so exciting about this. It's like it's it 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 can go. It, it's it's really the free flowing of of all over the place, like. Did you like that thing we did here? Well, we're going to fill the gap in here in this cartoon that you did. You said you didn't want to watch. Guess what you're doing now, guys? Watching that cartoon. Hey, that video game that you thought was just, uh, looking kind of cool and things like that? We're going to start pulling people from p- pulling things out of there into, uh, it, 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 you know, we're going to pull it into our Disney Plus shows. And we're going to see that. And yeah. we're going we're to do all that. Oh, that thing you read in the comics? Oh, yeah. Here's filling the gaps in between the video. Like, it's all. And, it, and guess what? And it really is the thing that you don't hear Marvel say anymore, but it's true. It's all connected. That's so fucking true on the Star Wars side. It's all connected. And so, yeah, and, man. I'm, I think they may be the big winners here because as much as I love what Marvel's doing, like, there's going to be some attrition when you go multiverse. Yeah, it is. And with Star Wars, like, nah, fuck that. We There is no adaptation. There is one story mm-hmm. that crossed multiple mediums, but that's why the I think that the decision to make a, a centralized canon made old nerds nervous mm-hmm. but i think now those fears can be like you and i were never scared right but i think that the people who were nervous can now be assuaged to know because that these are good and valued stewards of the thing that you love because unlike marvel and dc again the problem that marvel and dc always have are always going to be dealing with the fact that they're kind of dealing in errors in times of of, of when you're doing this stuff with with mm-hmm. star wars you can, like you said, they're going back to the old republic. You can, you have a thousand years of story of untold stories to tell. Dog, so someone I, tweeted out this morning and said, "Say something genuinely nice about the Star Wars prequels." Ryan Johnson co- answered it and said, "Lucas made a gorgeous seven-hour-long movie for children about how entitlement and fear of loss turns good people into fascists, and they did it while spearheading nearly every technical sea change in modern filmmaking for the past thirty years." Whatever you think about the timely nature of the comics, Lucas and Fiona and company notably made the central themes of Star Wars timeless for a reason. They're of the times they're created. Like the first, the first Star Wars is about the Vietnam War full stop. I get it. The prequels are about the Iraq crisis. I get it. But they also speak to a larger, and I, and I hate going back to this, but the, the central tenet of Star Wars is hope, is the idea that every day you can be better than you were the day before. That's why Vader's redemption at the end of Return is so important because no matter what he had done, Space Hitler, <laughs> there was still space. There was still an opportunity for him to make a better choice. That central organizing principle strengthens everything that comes out from it. The strength, the organizing principle for Marvel is with great power comes great responsibility. You can take it through all their books, all their movies. <laughs> it is, hey man, with great with this power, I must be responsible with how I use it. The organizing principle for DC is grimdark. Mm-hmm. 
with the Blue Beetle trade where they seem to be getting away from that. I am, again, cautiously optimistic that that's going to happen. Yeah, I just have to look it up. But, like, the Knights of the Old Republic takes place, like, 4,000 years before the Star Wars. That means so that's, you understand. So, so, so KOTR is not technically, they released a new um, a new timeline timeline okay. with, like, logos on, like, how they're going to delineate things. And I think they're compressing some of that timeline. We're going to know more answers. Well, like, well yeah, yeah. I, but it's just, like, it's just the thing of, like, you have so, like, let's say they make it 1,000 years. Dog, that a hundred years. Exactly. I mean, like, do you understand how much time we could do? Like, it, you could, like, do you, you know, understand that Yoda's alive for all of it? Uh, exactly right. You're like this old. You know the fact that Susan that Susan's listening to that old Republic book right now, and she's like, Yoda's a legend in these books. <laughs> Yo, because you know, at some point we're gonna do that, right? At some point they haven't touched it, but at some point the legend of Yoda is gonna happen, right? It's there. You've done Boba Fett. You brought back. They're in talks apparently to bring back um, uh, Donald Glover, you know, as as uh, uh, early because um, Glover Lando. wants to come back. Yeah, so it's like, bruh, like there's so much you because here's the thing you kind of forget. Oh, this week, Chris Evans said he thought there was more stories to be told about Steve Rogers. I mean, y'all go realize outside of that wilderness, you can't trust the creators all the time. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. Sometimes you get in games, sometimes come, you get 21 bridges. Come Shout on, to the Russos. Come on back, brother. Come on back. We just, you know, we want you. Where do you want to, where do you want to go? Where do you want to, where go? do you want to be? Where do you want to be? We got plenty of, we got plenty of room over here. Let's come on back. Yeah, man. But no, I'm excited. I got I got to get caught up on the, on the Star Wars stuff too. So there's so much other stuff I'm to excited. do. I'm excited for you because you're going to be really happy with no, me. With I see and stuff. So. Cool. Awesome. Well, again, folks, uh, we'll be back for more Flash. And again, every time we talk about the Flash, you hear us talk about all this other stuff that we're going to do. So it's going to be fun. Um, on the character corner, we got uh, the next three volumes of the Flash next. I think we'll do that. Or we might take a detour. We'll figure it out. we got to talk. We figure we're going to take a detour yeah, on yeah. X-Men land um, to, to wrap that up real quick. So, um, but yeah, stay tuned. We've got more stuff coming out. And we'll be back soon. So make sure you subscribe. Super Tuesday Recap, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. Till next time, we're out of here. Peace.